0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Friday, October 16th of 2020, and we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. Um, I don't think I have any updates today. Oh, I do. Um, I was going to put this in the Belgian segment, which really it could go there too, Um, but I messed up yesterday. So, in talking about... The new Belgian princess, uh, Princess Delphine, I misspoke on her last name. So her last name for most of her life was Boel. It is currently Coburg, and I think it's just Coburg. Um, I don't think it's Saxe Coburg. So I believe that that is her last name now. Um, and I wanted to address it because that was a huge... Mistake and like she fought really hard to have her last name, so her new last name. And here I go, ruining it by using her before name. Um, so her last name is Coburg, which is the family name that King Albert II was born into. Um, the Belgian family name, the Belgian royal family name now is just, um, de Belgique or von Belge, um, either work. Um, but it's of Belgium is their English translated, like last name now. Um, but previously it was, um, they were part of the Saxe-Coburg family. Um, so, but I wanted to address that because that was a huge glaring mistake. Okay. Um, So yeah, now we're going to move on to the events of the day in Belgium. Now that I've gotten my oops, I made a mistake out of the way. So let's go to Belgium. Today in Belgium, Queen Mathilde had a video conference with um, representatives from both UNICEF India and UNICEF Brazil. Um, So both of these countries have been affected horrendously um, by the pandemic. Um, India because of their population primarily and their standards of living and everything. But in Brazil, um, they've suffered tremendously because of lack of leadership. They've just had a horrendous amount of cases and it's terrible. Um, But UNICEF, so UNICEF is the UN, the United Nations um, wing to advocate for the protection of children's rights. Um, And there are UNICEFs all over the country um, or all over gosh all over the world um so and then Mathilde serves as the honorary president for unicef belgium um so she this is one of the things like that she spends a lot of time doing um she will frequently in normal cases um travel to the un on behalf of unicef belgium um like she does a lot of work with them and so she i think last year um usually in the summer months, um, she will go on like one UNICEF mission. Um, that obviously is not possible this year because of the times that we're living in. Um, but usually she will. Um, so last year, I think she was in Kenya with, uh, the Dutch, with her daughter, with princess Elizabeth, the Duchess of Brabant. Um, I think, I think that was last year. It's all running together now. Um, but yeah, so that was the event on the calendar today for the Belgian royal family. Um, it's been a, it's been a weird week <laughs> in, in Belgium. Um, it was like a mixed bag of kind of every kind of event plus some resolved scandal. Like it's amazing. Um, they were fun to watch this week. Um, but yeah, so that's what was going on there. Um, And now we are going to move on to the UK for possibly the lightest day they've had in a long time. So let's go over there now. Like I mentioned, the UK was a very light day today, um, with only one event. Um, so today, this morning, the Duchess of Cambridge held a meeting with the early years, um, which is a program that she started or that she kicked off in February. Um, and as I assume probably been working on behind the scenes during the pandemic, but like what a time to launch an, an initiative um there's been a lot of that this year going around um and so yeah that that was it and that wasn't even publicized it was on the court circular that's really the only thing that happened today um from the british royal family which is okay because there was a lot of stuff going on other places um lots of other stuff going on lots of other places actually um so yeah so that's really it. There, I can't even like make that sound interesting because I don't know what the discussion was about or anything. Um, so that's that's the update for the British Royal family. Um, but you know, we can review, hey, we got the queen back. Like that's all like, a girl can ask for these days. <laughs> um, that was like the light of my day yesterday. Um, so yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, that's my highlight for the week from the British Royal family. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got, (laughs) but let's go ahead and move on to the Danish Royal family now. Denmark. It was another really quick event without a lot of information shared. Um, and it is that Queen Margrethe held an audience with the foreign minister of Switzerland, um, who is on an official visit to Denmark currently. Um, no idea why, like, I don't understand why we're having official visits, but again, 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 I have to remind myself that not every country is America. Like not every country is going through what the States are. Um, Some are, (laughs) but not every country is, is doing that. And I have to keep reminding myself of that because I get so frustrated, um, And sometimes it doesn't make sense to me because I look at everything through like my American lens, which I try not to do, but I do, um, because that's what I live every day. So yeah, but anyway, the foreign minister, um, this was just like a, he's on an official trip for, I'm sure other reasons, but, um, typically foreign ministers or secretaries of states or, um, what have you, like officials, um, will be granted like a quick audience with, um, the monarch of the country to just like a meet and greet type of thing. So that's what this was. Um, I think this might be the second one she's done since I guess the summer, um, when things kind of started to open back up in, um, Denmark. So yeah, that's what was going on there. That's, um, that's really it. It's been a weird, it's, all of these week, like all of these royal families just don't have like a cohesive thing for the week, which I understand, but like, it just feels like a very bizarre week. Maybe it's because I've had a very bizarre week. Maybe that's why. I think that's probably it. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll stop trying to say that. Um, But now, so that's all I've got for Denmark for Friday. Um, So now let's move on to the Dutch royal family. I have been debating back and forth since this announcement came out whether I would include it in today's podcast but I have always mostly for the past nine months ten months that I've been doing this stuck to this idea that if the royal household themselves talk about the situation I will address it and I feel feel very conflicted. And I've been trying to like, not feel conflicted. Like I've been trying to resolve some of that conflict for a good, a good part of the day because King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima are at it again with the not following the rules of COVID. So the Netherlands is experiencing a spike and the european union has like these color-coded zones and king willem alexander queen maxima and their family decided they would go on vacation to their additional home in greece um which is okay so the netherlands the country is recommending no travel outside um the Netherlands specifically to orange zones I don't understand this all um, and I've dug in pretty deep but I don't understand it all so the house that they own in Greece is I guess on the mainland of Greece and is therefore part of the yellow zone of Greece so technically travel is acceptable however The Dutch people have been asked, even if it's to a yellow zone, to please reconsider. COVID is making a vengeful comeback, people. Like, it's coming back. We always knew it would. It's coming back. It's still time to be responsible, friends. And so, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima, and I presume their three children got on a plane today to go to Greece to go to the yellow zone of Greece while they were in the air someone I think it was the Prime Minister was asked about how he felt about it well he didn't know and so his answer was off the cuff and he said oh he I think he said something along the lines of not what I would have done um, and then there just came Like, this outpouring of frustration. Like, if the king can go, why can't I? Why does he get to go when I shouldn't? Um, you know, kind of all of these things that, like, me as a non-Dutch person see the logic in. So, a little while later reports come out that the plane has basically landed and then took right off again to head back to the Netherlands. Um, so the Dutch Royal house released a statement, a statement. I want to be very specific when I say that, that they have aborted their vacation plans. Um, And that they understand that conversation about their vacation is not conducive to getting the COVID situation under control. So they've decided to come home. Do you all sense the frustration in my voice? Do you sense it? This is the second time that they just like have outright thought they don't, get to follow the rules, like, or the guidelines. I mean, I honestly have, like, I'm a little infuriated. And I, you know, I relaxed after I got on I was mad when they did this in Greece and like on vacation and they didn't observe social distancing. And then less than a week later, Queen Maxima was visiting elderly people. Um, that sent me into a, a rage, honestly, a rage. And now like there are Royal families that have not left their country since like February. Not even on a private vacation. Now, there are some that have. I can think of one other country for sure that their royal family has left the country. Some might have and just didn't announce it because private vacations are private. But, like, I kind of doubt they left. And yet, (laughs) I just... I don't understand these two and their thinking. I don't get it. Like you you are literally, your job is to literally be the role model for your countrymen. Like that is literally the role of a monarch at this point. And yet, okay, you're going on vacation. And then, and then, This statement is like not an apology. It's just a, oh, we're causing a distraction. So we're coming back. Like, (laughs) what? Yeah, you're causing a distraction because you're doing something that your people are encouraged not to do. Like, of course you're causing a problem. You guys, I struggle sometimes in doing this podcast because of moments like this. Like I've just, I need a weekend. I might need some more time to reset my feelings about the Dutch royal family because I tell you what, right now they're not super positive. I'm not opinion does not matter i am an american i have zero authority like zero authority on this but come on like be responsible be cognizant of what is happening around you (laughs) i'm so frustrated so that's my feelings about the dutch royal family at the moment they're not positive i am so confused about why they thought this was going to be an okay choice like i get it they own the house they are rich and powerful and they get to break the rules i get it like I, i understand but come on take your jobs as role models to the country. Seriously, please, please take it seriously. Like it's a pretty big deal that people not travel willy nilly right now. People don't get to just, you know, hop on jets that are basically, you know, for five people and go to their vacation home in Greece. And then more than likely break the rules because you did it before. I have feelings. (laughs) And yeah, those are my feelings. I'm not happy. I try really hard to like stay positive about all of these royal families. I really, really do. But like, come on, this is frustrating. So that's how I feel about it. But again my opinion means nothing form your own opinion of the situation don't form an opinion because it doesn't affect your life um it doesn't affect mine either like honestly it doesn't other than i'm the one that you know i'm a person who gets to talk about it because they're issuing statements (sighs) anyway that's how i feel about the dutch royal family at the moment so now we're going to move on to norway Friday in Norway, which means it's meeting day. So Crown Prince Akun had meetings on meetings today. Um, he started with an audience with the Prime Minister um, and then went into the weekly Council of State meeting. Um, and then let's see what, else, what happened next. Um, he met with Professor, I really hope that I'm pronouncing this right, I mean, it's Christian, jo- Christian Johan Falsheim. Uh, who received an uh, order of St. Olaf today from Crown Prince Akun, Crown Prince Regent Akun. Um, And then to end the day of meetings, he had a military audience. So, lots happening there. Um, It's been a pretty quiet week in Norway. I expected that as much. Um, But it does look like things are going to pick up a little bit next week. Um, Let's see. Conference, Regent, Akun has like two, three, three three-ish public engagements. Um, And then a lot of meetings. Shocking. Um, And Queen Sonia returns to work. um, Let's see. Next Thursday, I think. So she will have... Um, an engagement next week as well, which is very exciting news. So yeah, that's what's going on in Norway, and now we're going to jump for the brief update from the Spanish royal family. Today was the day. It was the 2020 Princess of Asturias Foundation Award Ceremony. And it was glorious. It was great. Um, So the day for the Royal Family of Spain started with a, I wrote down reception, but that's not really what it was. It was like a greeting of all the people who made the decisions of the winners, um, very socially distanced, like extremely socially distanced. Um, and then the winners who were able to travel to Oviedo for the awards, um, for the ceremony. So a lot of people were not able to travel due to restrictions on travel, um, as well as like own personal comfort levels. Um, so there weren't a lot of physical, like presence of winners. Um, but one thing, so I'm going to talk about this part here. Remember there will be a bonus episode dropping, um, tomorrow for you guys. Um, I'll record it tomorrow, Saturday for me, um, and publish it. It'll be published on Sunday morning. Um, all about like all the details of this, because that's something I just want to do. Um, and so very briefly, um, the big category of this award every year is um concord or like kind of like the top winner it's not concord doesn't translate well into english um but it's like the thing that makes the most impact and has been granted like the highest honor um for the princess of astorias awards and this year god i'm gonna cry just talking about it it was the health workers all all of them every single one of them in spain um so there there were a lot of representatives um that were able to make the trip i mean not a ton but like i think there were 6 to 10 representatives of the health working um of different like health work healthcare industries um and hospitals um that have been It, it was so emotional during the ceremony that like, I'm still kind of emotional about it because like, obviously they had the most impact this year, like obviously. Um, And so it was just like really cool. Um, So that was like the first event. And then a ton of things that usually happen in the middle got canceled because COVID. Um, So usually there's like a lunch reception thing that did not happen this year. So literally like the Royal family came out of their hotel room into the courtyard thing of the hotel that they're staying in. And I think all the award winners are staying in and like everything. Um, and then they went presumably back to their hotel rooms. I would assume they have more than one, but still, um, and then like got ready for the evening for the award ceremony, um, which was also held at the hotel this year usually it's held at a theater a couple blocks from the hotel, but because of COVID, do I have to say that anymore? Honestly, like really? Um, but anyway, because of COVID, it was held at the hotel. It was a very different setup, um, in the room where the awards were given. Um, it was literally like the officials and then the winners who were able to be present. Um, And King Felipe's mother, Queen Sophia, was also present at the ceremony, but she was in, like, a balcony kind of situation. Um, I mean, it was, like, super (laughs) bizarre um, is the word I kept using. Um, But it was really great. Um, So the award ceremony happened. Uh, They delivered—nope, not they. She, um, so Princess Leonora, the princess of Astorias, delivered the awards. Um, which means handing like, um, a a diploma essentially, I mean, it's not like a graduation diploma, but like a certificate of the win to the winners. Um, last year, her father and she did it together this year. It was all her. Um, she wore heels again all day today, which was like, she's growing up. It was great. Um, and then A couple of the award winners gave speeches, actually every single award winner gave some kind of something. Um, They spoke via video conference, uh, not video conference, but like recorded video. Um, They spoke in person. There was one, um, which I'll talk about more in the episode that drops on Sunday, um, who played a musical piece or who um, conducted a musical piece that um, was composed in honor of the award winner who happened to be his father. Um, we'll talk more about that, but it was beautiful. Definitely cried then. Um, and then Leonor gave a speech. She did amazing. Um, the difference between this year and last year's event is astronomical. Um, and it shows like what the COVID responsibility of her future has really done for her. Um, both I would say positively primarily, um, but also like she's had to grow up a lot this year, um, for various reasons of necessity. Um, and she's done it flawlessly, like props to her and her parents for (laughs) just letting her gracefully grow into this role very quickly. Um, but it's been done seamlessly. It seems like so, um, she gave her brief speech. But powerful. And then Felipe gave his speech, which was like super emotional. Um, and then it was over. Like that was it. Um, it was a very bizarre year in comparison. Um next year I think marks like the 40th anniversary of the ceremony, so that's gonna be hopefully it can be a big deal. Um, I mean it'll be a big deal, but like hopefully it can be a physically big deal. Um, so anyway, that was the event. They have one more thing tomorrow for the awards. Um, tomorrow morning, mid-morning. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what's going on there. So a big day, um, I hope that was brief. I will definitely have like a lot more to say on Saturday about everything um, to go into a lot more depth um, that I want to do. So, um, I say Saturday, you'll, you'll see it on Sunday. I'm recording it tomorrow. Um, but you'll see it on Sunday. So that is that I am currently working on uploading the award ceremony to YouTube. Like it's hap- happening in the background of my computer right now. Um, so it, it should be up maybe by the time you listen to this, it's a big file. So maybe not. Um, don't know why it's so large, but anyway, um, it'll be up on the YouTube, the Daily, Daily Royal podcast, um, and you can check it out there. But yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to Sweden. finishing off today's episode in Sweden. I just realized we've had something from everybody today. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, finishing up in Sweden, there was nothing today, but I did get some information, some more information about, um, Crown Princess Victoria's visit to, um, Vostmanland yesterday, um, to the county. So I'm a little upset with the Swedish royal family for the way that this description panned out, um, because it was not nearly as descriptive, or maybe there just weren't as many events as King Carl Gustav's and Queen Sylvia's on, um, Monday that they had, but, like, there wasn't a lot of information to it, which was kind of bothersome to me. Um, as someone who's, like, primarily getting all my information from the source itself, like would like to have some more info here, people, but whatever. It's fine. Um, I'll work around it. I'll find opportunities. It'll be totally fine. So, um, so yes, Crown Princess Victoria visited Bossman Land. Um, She started by visiting the, like the visit started at the governor's, I think, residence um, where she held meetings and a working lunch about primarily about health care in the county. Um, so not only like COVID, but mental health um, as well in the county relating to COVID. Um, so again, kind of following like the same pattern that her parents did on Monday, um, but a little bit differently. Um, and this is where there was this awkward, like this working lunch was super awkward in that there was one person per table. Like, how do you have any discussions like that? But COVID makes for some weird adaptability stuff. I get it. Um, and then later, she visited Vostmanland Theater um, to learn about the effect of the pandemic on cultural life in the county, um, and then visited um, Marladen University to learn about the effects that the pandemic has had on um, all types of education, not just specifically university education, um, but representatives came to talk about, like, every part, primary, Secondary -secondary, post-secondary Which are kind of like The breakdown I think it's the European breakdown um, that really just flowed out of my mouth so easily easily it frightened me how normal that sounded all of a sudden Um, But yeah, so that was like that was the almost the final event and then finally she visited a like a conference center um, to learn about their situation specifically during the pandemic. So these are things that would have held like county fairs and larger conferences and all the things that we can't have this year because there's too many people in one space. Um, so even Sweden with their very different roles than the rest of the other countries I talk about um, did not allow huge mass gatherings such as that of a conference center would be able to hold. So clearly that has taken its toll on the business and the outcome. So Victoria was there to, um, really listen to all of that and hear about it. And, um, you know, I'm sure knowing her like empathize with the struggle and just really listen. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, like, that's what the information I have is I, I'm getting really frustrated (laughs) with not knowing and I'm getting frustrated because I want to cover it as well as I did the Spanish royal family tour of all of their autonomous communities and like I just can't and it's bugging me um, because I feel like I did a really good job of doing that um but like, I'm not doing a great job with Sweden because they're not giving me the information I need. Um, and I don't know where to find the information I need the day I need it. So that's a frustration at the moment, but you know, they go on a few more in the next couple of weeks. I'll be able to work through it. Hopefully, um, we'll get there. I think, I don't know. This is like the one thing I'm like, well, oh, I don't like the way I'm doing this, but it's the option I have at the moment. So that is the latest update from the Swedish Royal family. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. So I'm very excited about this tour. Hopefully their communication or my ability to find information, one of the two improves over the next, let's see, there's 21. So we have 19 more visits. Um, so. Hopefully, that'll go well. <laughs> um, but for now, that is the end of this podcast. I will be back tomorrow, which is weird to say on a Friday night recording, um, but I will be back tomorrow with a breakdown of all of the events from the Princess of Astorius awards um, and kind of like all of that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, and I will talk to you all then have a great day. Bye.